street epistemology is a wonderful approach that anyone can learn. Please follow me on Twitter at MagnaBosco or on Facebook and YouTube at MagnaBosco210. You can learn more about street epistemology at streetepistemology.com. Hi, it's Anthony here. Thank you for joining me for my second breakdown video. Now, if you haven't already watched my first tutorial, I'd highly recommend pausing this video, look in the description field below, and then click the link. I think that you'll find far more value in this second breakdown video if you've already watched the first. With that being said, let's get to it. This video is quite different than the first breakdown video in that the discussion is not about faith or evidence or anything at all like that. This is a talk with a young atheist woman who believes in karma. So the discussion is not about faith, but something completely different. In this video, I challenge Tyler's beliefs, not her right to believe. Street epistemology is not about telling somebody what to believe, but helping them re-examine what they've come to believe is true. What's your name? Tyler. I'm Anthony. Hi. Hey, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. So, you don't believe? I don't believe in God. No. Did you ever? Um, at one point I did, but then I realized it was just my security blanket, I guess. Mm. Yeah. Um, okay. I think religion is for people who are insecure, who need guidance. Alright, so Tyler is an atheist, and that part of the conversation was cut off, but uh, we kind of hit it off right away. The cool thing about street epistemology is that you'll never know what kind of person you're going to encounter until you start speaking with them. Street epistemology was never meant to target one specific group. I think our shared atheism made her feel comfortable and opened up to me. Here she says that religion is for people who need comfort, and then she introduces the concept of a safety blanket. You feel like it's a, like a comfort yeah. blanket or comforter or something like that? I do. Yeah. I think that people use it to make themselves feel better. Like if someone dies, they pray to God, or yeah. if um, they, it gets as ridiculous as, I need help with test answers, like I pray to God that <laughs> he'll give me the strength to pass this test, but I think it's just something that they believe in to get through the day. Do you think it's an illusion? I do. I do think religion yeah. is an illusion. Why do you think people, I guess, yeah, why do you think people have made it up? Just because it makes them feel good? Yeah, it is makes them it? feel better yeah. about everything that happens. Like, us as humans, we need something to explain everything. And if we don't have that explanation, we're just going to make something up. It's very important that you understand where Tyler is coming from. She thinks that religion is made up. She believes that religion is an illusion and that people pray just to feel better. And it's going to be very important as this conversation progresses into the following day that, uh, that she feels this way about religion and about prayer. Now Tyler's going to give an example of a time when she prayed as a child. Did you believe at some point, like when you were a kid? or? Um, no, actually, um, one of my friends was in a bad car accident and she had died. And, um, Sorry to hear that. It's, it's okay. We all got together and um, it, we all started praying. And at that time it just felt right, but then I realized that it was really just like a, a comfort kind of thing, you know? Like, after that I was like, who was I even talking to? I absolutely love Tyler's honesty here. The more honest your interlocutor is, the more productive your conversation will be. Anything that you can do to make 
the person that you're speaking with more comfortable with you and more honest and open, the better it will be for both of you. I find it amazing that she would share something so personal with me so quickly as well. I think it's a, it's a testament to Tyler's strength in her belief about prayer and about religion. If a believer said, you know, one of the reasons why you, you've discarded your belief in God is because of your friend's passing, what would you think or say about it? Um, I would say that's not true. Because I just I just don't believe. I don't think it's done anything for me. Even if I did believe, it, I think things would still be going as they are. I believe in karma, mm. and I believe in things like it just happens for a reason, but I don't need an explanation for that. Wow, so this is really interesting. Little did I know that after starting to speak with Tyler, who's an atheist, that it would come out that she also believes in karma. Again, it's one of the wonderful things about street epistemology and just getting out and talking with people, whether it's via face-to-face -face or email or over the telephone. You never know what you're going to get until you actually start getting into the specifics, into the conversation and getting people to open up. She doesn't believe in God. Tyler doesn't believe in prayer but she does believe in karma. Now, at the very start of this next clip, I want you to carefully listen to my words, and I will explain a little bit later, but just pay attention right here. Do you really, you really, so I want to understand, you believe that if you do something good, it will inevitably come back and, yeah. that's sort of my understanding of karma. Yeah. Really? And if you do something hmm. bad, then chances are something bad's gonna happen to you. I don't know if you caught it, but right at the very start of that, little clip there I said do you really do you do you really and then I corrected myself and I said because I want to understand I still have a hard time formulating questions to put the responsibility on me I want to understand help me understand what am I getting wrong here can you help me understand by phrasing the question that way it takes the burden off of the interlocutor and puts it on yourself and it should make them feel a little bit more comfortable now, one thing that I did here where I dropped the ball, you may have noticed it, I didn't let Tyler define what karma was. If you recall from my first breakdown video, I asked the individual what his definition of faith was, and he gave me his definition. Here, I just blurted out what my definition of faith was, and I allowed her to sort of catch up and correct me. I really shouldn't have done that. I should have just asked her, what is your definition of karma? How would you know that that actually is happening? Um, I mean like personal experience, you know, if you, um, let's think. Can you maybe think of an example where you've, you've... I'm trying, I'm trying. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just shut up Anthony, let her speak. I don't know why I felt the need to ask her for an example when she was clearly thinking of an example. In fact, she may have even given me a more vibrant uh, personal example than the one she ended up giving me here and I feel like I rushed her a little bit on that. Now I did interject some humor and you have to be a little bit careful with humor. Sometimes if you make a joke it could be completely misinterpreted. Uh, now in this instance I kind of laughed it off and she laughed with me so I, I, I somewhat recovered from that. But uh, again just if you ask a question let them give the answer and let them take as much time as they need. Um, you hold the door open for someone. Gotcha. And then later on, someone holds the door open for you. I don't know. And right Just then and there, you, like you, you believe that uh, the previous action was a re it necessitated the, the subsequent one. Yeah. Okay. I think 
if people see you doing something good, they'll be more open to doing something good too. Okay, now two things. First of all, you're going to notice the recurring theme of the door being open through the, the, the life of this conversation. One thing that you may notice from some of my earlier videos is that I would often jump from example to example to example and it got quite murky when it came down to analyzing all that stuff. Now, once an example's been raised, like somebody opening, opening the door, I really want to try to stick with that and not deviate from it. And you know, you can come up with different, uh, different directions, different twists on that, but you want to try to hold firm to that one specific example. You also want to look for areas where you both agree on something. In this clip coming up, I actually agree with Tyler to a certain extent about karma. And I raise that here. And I feel that finding some common ground where you see it is extremely helpful in building trust. I think that there's a little truth to that. Like, yeah, if somebody were to observe you being nice, then they might do something nice in return. Yeah. But in, in the example that you gave, you opening a door for somebody and then immediately seeing the reward of that. Maybe not immediately seeing the reward okay. for that, yeah. but maybe sometime mm. later on. I don't know, I think it's just like a continuous cycle. Really? Coming up, I'm gonna ask Tyler about the inner workings of karma using the door opening example. Now when I do this, <clears throat> you'll notice that Tyler laughs. It could suggest that she's finding the example somewhat humorous or maybe she doesn't perhaps is not all that confident in her belief it could suggest that she's realizing that karma is not all that reliable it's hard to say but I did find it interesting that she laughed after I was presenting the example here is, is there something governing that cosmic justice so that people that open doors for others <laughs> get rewarded no I don't think I think it's just now I'm going to start to take a little bit of a more serious tone with Tyler. I'm going to ask her what it would take to get her to, to discard her belief in karma. Pay attention and notice that she uses the word I don't know coming up here. And also notice how I use the word mistaken coming up in this clip. I try to avoid using the word wrong because I think that that word carries far too much baggage. A safer word is either mistaken or perhaps incorrect. What would you accept to get you to get rid of your understanding or your, your acceptance of karma? Have you ever considered that? Um, what would have to happen? Well, it's not that I... Like, I believe in karma, but I know that bad things happen to good people. And good things happen to bad people. So, I don't know. Is, is, there, is there nothing that you would accept that would get you to be convinced that your belief in karma was mistaken in some way? No. Really? I think it just happens. Now, learning what your subject would accept to discard their belief is extremely important. It can entirely change the direction of the discussion. Coming up here now, we also begin getting into the concept of falsifiability. This is also the first time that Tyler begins to equate her belief in karma with a religious belief. If something's not falsifiable, like my, I don't know, 
my acceptance of evolution, right? Like, right. If that was falsifiable, I'd get rid of my understanding of it. Yeah. But if I could, if I would say there's nothing that I could ever accept to change my view on it, I might go the rest of my life thinking something is true when it's not. Right. Is it likely or possible that your your acceptance of karma could fall in that same category, where if you're not open to identifying what you accept to change your position on it? I don't think there's any way to falsify karma. I don't think there's any way to falsify anything that has to do with like religion or certain beliefs. I think it just, no one has the answers. I don't think there is an answer. I don't think there's yeah. any way to say, no, that's not real, that doesn't exist. If something's not falsifiable, is it worth maintaining the belief in it? <laughs> um, I guess to each is their own. I mean, like, like religion, I guess karma keeps me, keeps me going, you know? Now this is awesome. The discussion about falsifiability helped Tyler associate religion with her belief in karma. If you recall, it was just a few minutes ago that Tyler denigrated religion. She criticized it. She, she's now saying that karma is very similar to that. Now I'm going to bring up the concept of the blanket, the security blanket, and compare her belief in karma to other religious beliefs. Is karma a blanket for you? Do you feel like you need to have karma in your life, like a, like a Muslim might need Islam or a, a Christian? I think, I think karma, in some ways, like religion keeps me from doing bad things, I guess. Like, hmm. like as like a sin. But then again, I think it, I don't know, I think it's different too. There was another I don't know in there. And again, I, ha I have to say, I just love Tyler's honesty. Honesty is the key. Again, anything that you can do to make your interlocutor more comfortable, more open, more honest, more sincere, you need to try to do that. Coming up here now in this video clip is I'm going to take the example, based on our conversation and the earlier banter that we had at the start of the conversation, I'm going to take the example of somebody opening up a door, merge it with a car crash, and there just happens to be a lady walking by and I, I bring her into the conversation as well. If you had a friend that was like, you know, walking in one of these doors back here and it was a, a, a really slow moving pregnant woman, right? And he just cuts her off, right? And you know, doesn't open the door for her because yeah. he's late for a class. And then later that evening, let's say he's involved in a terrible car accident, right? And passes away. Would you, what would you do? Would you try to, would you try to assign a meeting to that? To your previous observation or would you think that there's no relationship? Um, I definitely don't think death and not holding a door open for someone. There's some balance? I mean, yeah. Hmm. I don't think you're gonna die if you don't hold the door open for someone, but I definitely don't think... Um, Let's scale it down. Let's say he, later that evening, he trips and stubs his toe. Yeah. I mean, I think okay. that has some relation. How would you say that you know that that is what happened, that karma in, interceded and made sure that he was punished in that manner? Well, I don't know. No one knows that karma did that. But my belief and my understanding of karma is that um, what comes around goes around. There was another I don't know in there. Now this concludes our first meeting. One of the unfortunate things with street epistemology is that you don't necessarily know if the conversation that you've had with somebody has made an impact. Now, fortunately, I end up running into Tyler the very next day, and we continued the talk.
Tyler, right? Yeah. Cool. What's up? Well, I'm going to class right now, but like, I realized that like, karma is my version of like, it's like my safety blanket, I guess. You know, cause like, religion guides people, and I guess karma guides me. Yeah. That's what I came, I was like thinking about it all last night. Like, you really made me think about it. And really? Yeah. That's awesome. It was like really. Hearing that your interlocutor thought about your conversation all night long is music to a street epistemologist's ears. Do you think that, uh, yeah, I was hoping that I could run into you to ask you more or less that specific question. Do you feel like in what way is your belief in karma any different than a Christian's belief in Jesus or a Muslim's belief in Allah? And it's not. It's not any different, I guess. Tyler's revelation that her belief in karma is no different than a religious belief happened back at her house when she was left alone with her thoughts. That is street epistemology. Street epistemology is not about proselytizing or telling a person what to believe. It's simply a matter of asking people questions to get them to re-examine how they arrived at a belief in the first place. Now notice my open-ended question that's coming up. I was fully expecting Tyler to say the word reliable to my question, but she didn't. And I'm very glad that I left it open-ended because I don't want to sway the conversation in either way. My expectation that she was going to use the word reliable highlights a bias that I have, and I have to be very careful to not let that happen. Elaborate a little bit. Like, does this mean that you sort of realize that karma is not it's not that all that different from religion, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, I really thought that Tyler was going to say that karma was unreliable. And looking back, I'm really happy that I didn't insert that word and I left it an open-ended question. You never want to let your own bias affect the conversation. And that worked out well there. But it is clear that Tyler equates karmic belief with a religious belief also regret not having established a belief scale. That's one thing that you may have noticed that was different from the first breakdown video. I never asked her, how strong are you on your belief of karma? And because I never established that scale, I really have no way of judging if she's moved one way or the other. So I have to come up with a, a somewhat awkward sentence, a question to ask her where she stands on that. Do you feel like prior to our conversation, you were at one point and today you've moved up or down on the belief of karma in any measurable way? Um, no, I don't know. I'm just, I just have like a better understanding after like saying it out loud. Yeah. You know? So it looks like our talk from yesterday helped Tyler better understand her belief in karma, but it doesn't seem to have affected the strength of her belief in one way or the other. Now in this video clip coming up next, listen for the words just so I understand, presented in a way to help soften her up for the question that's coming. Are you, so it's just so I understand, are you, will you walk away from this conversation just as convinced that karma works in your life? Yes. As yesterday, oh, okay, all right. Well in that case, let me ask you another question. Hold on. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> Now Tyler has a class that she's heading off to, so I just have a few more questions before she has to leave. But it's often a good idea to take notes immediately after you've completed an encounter 
to keep those ideas fresh in your mind just on the off chance that you happen to run into each other again. If your actions result in positive things to other people, right? right why aren't you just out here constantly opening up doors for people with, with the expectation that good things would be happening constantly? Because I, I have other things to do and then constantly open doors for people or pick up trash. And, and I don't want it to like consume my life. Okay. Did you notice what happened there? After I asked my question and Tyler answered it, I chuckled. You can barely hear it because it's very low. My laughing made them laugh, and overall, I believe it diluted the impact of my question. After answering, uh, after asking a very good question, and her giving an answer like that, I should have just shut up and been quiet for 10 seconds, and just nodded my head slowly and tilt my head a little bit and maybe scratch my chin. Uh, you know, 10 seconds or so, and just get her to re-examine and think about the answer that she just gave. By me laughing it off, and they ended up laughing it off, we, have, we ended up avoiding a really good topic. Now, she's getting ready to head off to class. As it turns out, her class is canceled, and she ends up coming right back out. Okay. It's like, I don't know. In what way, one more question. <laughs> Sorry, this is just a fascinating topic. In what way is your are your actions that you'll do to hopefully get some sort of meaningful benefit from it any different than somebody praying to a god? I guess it's not. Um, see, like, like when people say it to me, I'm like, yeah, I guess it's not any different. Like, karma is my religion. Now, as I mentioned before, I wasn't expecting to see Tyler again, but as it turns out, her class is canceled, so she's coming back. But at the time, I didn't know it. And she's already demonstrated to me that she's capable of taking a discussion that we've had and thinking about it. And I want to give her another takeaway, another homework assignment. I want to make street epistemology sticky. I want it to rattle around in her brain and, and give her something to think about. So I ask her, uh, give her a little uh, thought challenge here. I don't know if you remember, the first thing you talked about was like, people pray for the craziest things. You yeah. know, not only do they pray to help, but they help someone get, you know, cure of cancer or whatever, but they'll pray to, to pass a test. And I guess maybe I'm hoping that you walk away from this conversation thinking of is, and maybe we'll meet a third time and we'll actually move forward, but <laughs> in what way is my doing something with the expectation that something's going to happen positively to me any different than somebody praying for something to happen? And you don't even have to answer that now, but if you would just maybe mull that over, that'd be cool. All right. All right. Awesome. awesome. Good to see you again. Tyler and her friend head off to a class that they think is still going to happen. But instead of going home after discovering that it's been canceled, she comes back out. And at that point, I decide to ratchet things up just a little bit. Also, notice the use of the word religiously here. Her and I were talking about it, and... Um, well, why did you come back out? Your class was canceled? Yeah, Is that what you said? My class was canceled. Okay. Good karma. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but um, I don't... As I previously said, I was like looking for uh, like a more broad term for it I guess but to some extent I believe in karma but I don't mm -hmm. like religiously open doors for people so that in hopes that my class will get canceled. Next I asked Tyler a very direct question. I never would have asked this question on the first day 
but since we have a back and forth and this is our third talk, I'm going to push things a little more than I normally would. As a side note, I just want to point out how I love that she says, what do you mean? Back to me. Why are you believing it then? What do you mean? I, Why if, 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 the, if it really worked, right? Right. Like if you could really be changing people's lives and helping people pass classes and get over their ailments, why aren't you your classes canceled what are you planning to do next are you going to open up doors for the next hour or are you going to hit the gym um, what? <laughs> now i could have been way more harsh with tyler here but i wanted to find a balance between giving her a pass on not opening up doors for the next hour and calling her an immoral monster for not doing so and i think i struck a fairly good balance here it's such like a it's such a hard thing to talk about it's like why is it so difficult i love that i hit tyler back with a quick question on how she arrived at her belief tyler also begins to reference our previous discussion about falsifiability next because no one is right and no one is wrong and no one has the answers it's like okay you can't you can't justify anything you can't falsify anything it's just yeah. it is what it is whatever you believe in that's what you believe in and whatever you don't believe in now admittedly this is the part of the conversation where i get a little preachy but i'm very passionate about these things here i asked tyler if she wants to believe things that are true let me ask you do you want to believe things that are true in your life yeah so do i Definitely. I'd like to try to go through my life believing as many things that are true and discovering as many things that are not and getting rid of them. Because yeah. I think that that's a really honest way to live your life and maybe raise kids and, mm -hmm. you know, that type of thing. I think it's probably better for, for society. Would you agree with that? Yeah. I just don't want to be the one to go out and prove it. I just want to, I just want to personally live my life. And if things uh, turn out to be true, then I'll accommodate my belief. Okay. Is it coming back to the whole comfort thing? Mm -hmm. Okay. Next, I'm going to drop the hammer and bring up religious prayer, something that she criticized less than 24 hours previous to this. Did we address in depth? I know you kind of had a bolt the last conversation, but you were going to think about in what way is your action that you do mm -hmm. with the expectation because of karma that something good is going to happen any different than somebody praying making a prayer and i don't i don't think it's any different i just think it's like the, the actions and the way we go about it but you remember how you, you denigrated people that pray yes i did right it was silly it's got to the point of, of ridicule because they pray for an exam but, like, but, you're saying, like, but you're comparing the karma to that. I guess now that I like talk about it and like it's coming back to me and you keep like repeating, you know, how I think it is similar in some, some way, shape, or form. It is similar. I love that. Did you hear what she said? She says, now that I talk about it and I hear it coming back to me, that is exactly what street epistemology is. 
It's not about forcing your views on somebody or telling them what to think. It's about helping them re-examine what they've come to think or believe in in the first place. In what way is it different? It's different in that I'm, I don't think that like what I'm doing is going to like some higher force. I think it's just... And that was my mistake yesterday. I, I sort of made a conclusion that you sort of assigned some agency to it, that there was like some governing body or governing person that was managing karma. And that really isn't where you're coming from. Is that right? I don't think so, no. Be sincere. Admit your mistakes. My admission to Tyler may have encouraged her to open up even further. And she reveals a worry that she has here. When your interlocutor does that, it's also very important that you praise them for being honest and open. I sound, I feel like I sound like a blundering idiot because like I keep like, no. like saying things and then going back and like, you know, just like my understanding of it is just like. I honestly bad. admire you for what you're doing because you're actually reflecting on how you've come to this belief. Yeah. And it's, it could be a messy process, right? Like it is. It's like, I think I've thought about it all day yesterday and then I woke up and I was like, man, I should have said this and that. And I did the same thing. I was like, oh, I should have asked her this. I should have done this. So I'm really glad that we, you know, had a chance to meet again. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. All right. <laughs> Is there anything you want to add before I close it up? Nope. Thank okay. you for your time. <laughs> Take care. Bye. Bye. Look at this picture. Look. We're smiling. We're laughing. We're shaking hands. There's a high likelihood of another encounter. Compare the ending of this breakdown video to the ending of breakdown video number one. It's a completely different animal. In my opinion, the main difference here was the honesty of the interlocutor. If you are a believer and you find yourself in a discussion like this, my advice to you would be just to simply be honest. And if you are conducting an encounter, anything that you can do to elicit that openness, that honesty in your conversation partner, the better. That concludes my second breakdown video. I hope that you enjoyed it. I absolutely enjoyed putting it together. If you have any questions or comments, concerns, please add them in the comments field below. And thank you so much for watching. I wish you all the best. Street Epistemology is a technique by Dr. Peter Bogosian in his book, A Manual for Creating Atheists, and his Android and iOS app, Atheos.